0: know, I got, it's a lovely little week for me. It's before my birthday, so I don't even have antics to go in with this week. No
1: antics for you this week? No. Not in true Gemini fashion. We ain't got nothing good.
0: That's next week. I mean, well, we're in Gemini season, so. Damn straight, okay. but that's going to be next week.
1: Okay, that's fine, that's fine.
0: Um, mm, I think I do have a little antics. Give welcome, Welcome to Good PR 101. Mm. welcome to if you know you know 202 welcome (laughs) to that statement still can't save you we still don't fuck with you 305 Welcome to, no matter how much pink you put on it, I'm still
1: not fucking with you 306. (laughs) Welcome to It worked for one artist, it does not work for you. Welcome to the Dragon will continue again,
0: and And again, again and again. 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 With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys (laughs) and girls, welcome to a wonderful episode of Who Raised You, Hose? That's right. Um, I'm your host, Lonnie, but of of course, my Twitter, Abby, is still going to be Gemini season.
1: Okay. And uh I am Marlon and this week my handle is going to be We Stand
0: the Pink Gorilla. And that's what it should be. That's right. And with that being said, um, we have two wonderful guests here with us today. Yes, indeed. And we do not introduce our guests because our guests opportunity to introduce themselves. So.
2: <laughs> What's well, good? It's Bugs. Got to the leader
3: of the motherfucking pack. Ah. You know? <laughs> He's so extra. <laughs> hey, Carter, um, and I am the queen of Pink Gorilla Entertainment.
0: That's, That's right. right.
3: We got Bugs and
0: Tia here with us this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Yep. Yeah. Thank welcome, you all for joining us. Thank Take the time out of your busy Sunday. Yes. So. How you want to do this? Uh, we're going to kick it off with icebreakers
1: because that's what we like to do. Get the juices for them before we get into the good shit. So, Lonnie, kick us off with your icebreaker. I'm going to pass the put to you and go off of you. Mine first? Okay. Me first. So, um, my icebreaker for you all is if you had to choose one of your songs to stand as a representative of your sound, which would it be and why? Hmm. I got y'all thinking already. They both like that. <laughs> <the famous. laughs>
3: you know what? I, for me, for the for the body of work that's been presented, for me, yeah. we would have to go with um real talk. Okay.
2: Okay. That's what I would go say, real talk.
0: Nice. So with that being said, it's time for my icebreaker. Um we're going to do a lovely round of pick one as we're still educating ourselves with other artists to give the fans a gist of where your influences might come from. It's going to be a pick one. So basically, I present two artists, so you guys pick one. It right. And if you can't pick one, um, you can use your devices <laughs> to not <that> answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make this a little... Hmm, should I start with hip-hop or hip hop and RB? Which one? Which one wanna go with? Okay. Mm, let me give this a real good but like, a real good thought here. <laughs> I'ma go with. Damn, this is a really good. One. Come on, how are you not gonna be ready for it? This is your question. I know it is, <laughs> but I have to mix this shit up. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna start off simple. I'm gonna say okay, yeah. Jay-Z, nice. Jay-Z. or oh, okay. Nas? Jay-Z. Okay. Okay. Um I would have to say Wu Tang or the locks. The locks. I
3: knew I'd never say the locks. I knew the the locks. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Jada Kiss because he got uh, the lock because Jada Kiss got a juice bar around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see,
0: hmm. Nikki or Kim? Kim. <laughs>
3: That's
0: <laughs> That's Goddamn! Listen, right. You got the next icebreaker.
1: Um, no, that was pretty much it for the icebreaker.
0: Perfect. So we can go into our first rounds of questions. You yes. wanna You want to start it off?
1: Okay, so um, during the Proudful Sound series, we are going to be doing each interview, and we're going to kick off with the same question, so we can get everything flowing and kind of figure out where you guys are musically. And that first question is what What was the song that made you fall in love with music?" We hit y'all hard every time we say a question. Y'all like,
3: damn. damn. <laughs> um. Uh, um for me it it I didn't really um f- I fell in love with sounds first and then music I guess so you know I my, my mother like songs around the house and even had like a group and stuff growing up so and my stepfather played the guitar so um th- that was my first those are my earliest memories of Music, just hearing my mother humming and singing, and um, going to church and hearing like gospel and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where it started for me. Okay, okay,
1: gotcha. Bugs, how about you?
3: Um, for me, um,
2: I mean, I heard a lot of music, you know, because you hear music all the time. But I think the first. The first song that made me like R and B or hip hop or anything that made me really, really fall in love with like the first um RB song or hip hop song that I ever learned was um i my name is not Susan from Whitney. Houston. Oh, Whitney yes. <laughs> but before that, even though I'm not like um I'm not a Christian or anything like that, mm-hmm. back going to church when I was young. I used to love to hear the choir sing. So like gospel music, it really I think that was like the first being in church and hearing the choir that probably was the first time that I was like, oh, like hearing people sing and, and I'm like, oh, wow this sounds like it, it's a its a sound. Like to this day, if I listen to gospel music, I still feel a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty I, I I like, um, I agree with y'all on that because I find it like really interesting how like particularly we as black people a lot of us have our backgrounds are in church and oftentimes those are like the first kind of experiences we have like live instrumentation and all those things but as we progress and we get older and those of us that become artists like you all like it branches off into different sounds and we kind of like get inspired in different ways but that being core is really really
3: interesting that's dope. I think that um, music, it for it, all boils down to how uh, it makes you feel. Or yes. you know, we we listen to artists and we can compare artists all the time. But an artist can be much better vocally than another artist. But uh, uh, the other artist may uh, invoke a feeling in you and make you feel something. That's why people love like Mary Very and true. stuff. Mary. Um, you know, a lot of people would say that she's not, like, technically the best singer, but mm-hmm. Mary made you feel something.
2: Everything she sung, yeah. she made you feel it. And that
3: it and was that's like what it's about.
1: Yeah, that's very true. You know what, with that said, before we get into your question, Lonnie, mm-hmm. I want to ask you all, um, kind of piggybacking off of that notion, how important is it for you and your artistry as artists To be relatable to your audience.
2: Mm. (laughs) For me, Mm -hmm. it's something that I struggle with a lot.
4: Mm.
2: Um, Because my, you know, I'm from a whole different era. Like I'm not no, I'm not a kitten anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, So a lot of the my following and, and and a lot of the fans like my following and my fans are totally different if that okay. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I struggle with because I don't want to make um say it. the music, the baby, this type of watered down type of hip hop. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it's not me. I'm more I'm 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 I like i'm'm I'm, I'm from the 90s era so it's like the music that I want to make it, it's like I, I I struggle with making it because I have to relate to the people to my followers and, and get them what they want mm-hmm. but it's cool um that's why i'm I'm kind of like mm-hmm. stepping away from all that because.
3: I don't feel like that. I feel like it's different. With R&B. I, feel, I feel like, and, and I was gonna, I'm gonna say that, like being um a, a singer, like I just want to like write what I feel, and I think that people will connect to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I could. Say. I try not to really think about um like really, really other people in the process of me creating. Mm. It's about what I feel in the moment and what the music is about and people um will relate to it. I think the, the best artists um are timeless, the artists that you can listen to their music and it fits, you know, you you still feel it or you, you know, so
0: yeah. yeah.
4: So
3: that. one thing I noticed um
0: while you know we took time to research catalogs, so what I did notice with Tia, a lot of your material, it feels like I'm writing in my diary about nice. these niggas. Like, <laughs> fuck. <them. laughs> the one song to me that stuck out, was, um, I want to say is "Lovers and Friends" and "Scar on My Heart." Yeah. Now, can you please give us what inspired "Scar on My Heart"?
3: Um, that was really all Bugs. Like, he brought this song to me. Um, and it was like you know, in, in our beginning days, and um, just I think getting in the studio and and filling it out and and see how we vibe and work together. It's funny because I reposted the song today. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, because
3: it's I, I really love um, like the song and it you know, and I when we perform together, we have like so much chemistry and all that. So I like this lady is a bad boy. <laughs> She is, when I say she is really carrying right
2: now because she always
3: be like, well, that's not
2: my phone, that's your song, um, like. So,
3: yeah, because it, it, it really um wasn't really, I don't feel my song. I just feel like it was like, you know, something. because she don't even, feel like it wasn't her song. Even when Lies, Lies, Lies. When, Lies, when Lies came out, they was like, this was my first official single. So there was a reason for I, that. I said that because the way you were saying um.
2: I love Song uh, My Heart, by your the way. song? So I was like, okay, it's my <laughs> song, but it's, it's released under her, but yeah. I guess. But, but no, it actually was a song that I had already wrote. Okay. And, um, I just wrote it. I don't know what for, and then one day we was together at the house, and I was like, oh, sing this. And I played the beat, and she started singing, it and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then the other part, she had freestyle. Um. Okay. And then I was just like, because I was already out there and she had, we had just linked. So I was like, okay, put this out for her, you know, so she can have something on her own because she just was with the song with me and her Song, and she would just be performing that with us. And we were just like, okay, she needs something to perform on her own. Mm-hmm. So we just threw that out there, but you know, it did what it did. People really liked it and appreciated it. So yeah. yeah, It has to be a phone that I think we'll always perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, so Bugs, I got a question for you um regarding um the Ping Gorilla Project. Yes. That I really, really enjoyed. I want yes. to shout out to you for that. It's a really amazing album. Um, Thanks. but something that I noticed and I wanted to ask you about. So the intro to the Pink Gorilla Project reminded me so much. A Penitentiary Philosophy from Erica, Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. So tell us a bit about the inspiration to open up the project with this particular intro.
2: Um, so the Pink Gorilla first, the Pink Gorilla project um, is not my album. I have not released an album. Mm. I've only released a mixtape. I mean, an EP and a project.
1: Nice. nice.
2: So, okay. Um then that's what the pink gorilla because that was me trying like that was my first i was already out here and i was doing freestyles and then i put out late night so this was my first full body of work and as an artist i really didn't know who i was i didn't know the music that i really wanted to make i didn't know what other people wanted to hear from me um i didn't know any of that so it was just me just making the music that I felt like I wanted to make and I always wanted to make. (laughs) And that's why so many of the songs is like personal. So I speak about a whole bunch of different stuff in this. And so to me, when I came up with the intro, it was just because I said the Pink Gorilla Project. So the Pink Gorilla Effect. And I felt like it was a project. And to me, it was like that was the core of everything that you hear in that, the words and all of that, to me, embodied what the project was about for me, Mm -hmm. because it was like a little boy experiencing all of that. And now I'm a grown man. I'm able to do what I never really, really thought I could do. And all of that shit that you're hearing in the intro that was said to me is probably the reason why. I'm able to do everything that I do now because it it was doubt that created the first bit of doubt in me, the stuff that I heard as a young man. So I wanted to like just put that out there. And you know.
0: gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks for that. All right. Um, so you want to take this question? You want to
0: take it? i do it. Okay. Um, this question is for Tia. Um, you're a queen of many crowns. With your hands in acting, film, production, photography, and music, how do you balance all of them and give your best to each project?
3: Um, You know, lately, I, it's really, um the focus is really on the music. I think I'm just a, a creative. Um, I'm an artist to, like, the core. It's, like, you know, my main, you know, function. So it could be a little distracting trying to do um too many things at one time Mm -hmm. so right now um the music is the mission you know and you know doing other things working like you know within the community and you know doing things like that that's really um the focus I, I plan to move to a place where it's more about production and you know all that type of stuff but no, right now I just gotta, you know, be the queen and and and, and build and help build the kingdom, you know.
0: Yes. First of all, can we please take a quick moment to shout you out for being in that episode of
3: Pose for the wedding? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I was um on Pose like the second and third episodes. All of us were actually um yeah yeah see um season two and season three. Um, you know, books, Shannon and I. It was a great experience. A lot of people um, within ballroom and beyond got to, you know, be a part of polls here that live here in New York City, and people came from other cities and all of that. So it was a great experience. Proju- production is um, very tough. It's long hours I, and. So, but those <laughs> moments will always be uh, memorialized, even if it's for one point three seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Go fact ahead. that, and I was saying that the other day. I was
2: like, the fact that, bitch, pose, because that's gonna always be there for people to see, mm-hmm. and it's certain, you know. And so, the fact that we were able to be a part of it—that's mm-hmm. that's history, and that's that's dope
1: quick sidebar to that question so are you all are you all both involved in ballroom do you have history in ballroom to you
3: um you know what my history in ballroom really isn't um extensive but um you know yeah I didn't I grew up in St. Louis Missouri you know so it's it was it's like um you know larger ballroom scenes but I kind of, you know, had a hand in, you know, the ballroom scene there and getting started. And um, a lot of people that, you know, come from the Midwest who are doing other things, you know, kind of came my way and all of that. But I am in, involved in ballroom now. I'm in the house of a Um Yeah. So.
1: so. And Bugs, how long have you been affiliated with ballroom?
2: Um. What's this, 2021? <laughs> 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 20. 21 years. 21? That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's I up. probably what's this, June? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I walked my first ball in June in
1: 2000. Uh-uh. <laughs>
2: That's what's up. Because I came home in May of 2000. Yeah. Uh-huh. I walked my first ball in June of 2000, 21 years
1: ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Very Okay. That's what's up so um it's bugs- time it's time to get a little bit creative into your heads mm-hmm. um but we had a little conversation about the backstory so when you actually released the backstory i want to get into that a little bit tell us about what inspired a letter to bugs
2: um a letter to bugs i wrote that in jail um one of my um it was a dude that was locked up with me he was a battle rapper and mm-hmm. um, this was, I think this was, like, probably, like, around one of the last times. I don't think it was... It might have been the last time that I was locked up back home in Virginia. You know, I can't remember exactly what year, but I know I had to be, like, 29, 30. Okay. Because it was my last time getting locked up, and it was around that time. But um, he was a battle rapper, and me and him used to rap all the time. And he used to be, He was like, oh... Why you don't ever say nothing about you being gay? And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) He was like, (laughs) no, for real. He was like, you dope as fuck. And he was like, but I think you should rap about being gay. Like, just rap about it. Tell people what it's like. And so that day I went in, when they locked us down, I went in there and I wrote it. And then... I came out the next day and I spit it for the block and everybody was like, yo, that's dope and this and this and that. And it was just something that I always kept to myself. And Mm -hmm. then when I started like making a name for myself, it was like, I decided to perform it live. Mm -hmm. And then after getting the reactions that I was getting from performing it live, I was like, okay, sure, I should go ahead and just release it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But it's very personal. It's probably the most personal thing I ever wrote. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: And I said I, I was shocked like that because I, I I'm thinking about um. Oh my gosh, what's the name of the song? Hold on, let me pull it. What song? Can't Win on uh, the Pink Gorilla Project was I felt like that was a really. It's one of my favorite tracks on that project.
2: Really? Yeah. Actually, my favorite, and I feel you know. I want to re-record that song and um, put it I really, really like that song and I don't think it got the attention that it could have got, that it should have got. I don't think a lot of the songs on the Pink Gorilla effect got the attention and the shine that they should have got. But I didn't, I think that also came with the fact that it was so many songs mm-hmm. and then what you going to do with such a big song it kind of, I released uh, like three singles from also um, that project before the project even came out. So it was like, I think more people paid attention to, them, to those music mm-hmm. and not as much. Because, you know, people don't really listen to a project with 11 songs, like talking about it. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was like a lot of this stuff that was up there was really, really dope, but I don't think it really got. A, a chance to get the life that it should have got
0: miss tia hey hey <laughs> <laughs> so one thing i noticed um uh, was i feel like your singles are currently telling a story because i went from him tied line in my face so asking him, does he want to just be my friend and my love at the same time? Is this leading up? Tell us the process behind the storyline. I feel like it's weaving together for something.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I every girl has her memoirs, right? I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, just um, the the style of music, um, you know, just like bluesy um soul type of music is um really like my core sound. You know, we do other things. Um but it's just been there and just um uh, I guess letting people see the the core of um the the type of artist that I am. Um, I'm definitely gonna be doing other things, but um I just, you know, I like music that I could see myself, you know, performing to. <laughs> <laughs> on the stage
0: still comfortable.
3: Yes, so awesome.
0: what's
1: up. Right?
3: Yeah,
1: so. So see, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your influences and sound because out of the three tracks that I listened to from you outside of um uh the song that you have with um Bugs, it's you have a very like all of your songs got this like slow, melodic, like R and B feel to it. So what are some who are some of your influences as far as like your
3: artistry and your sound? Um, you know, I, I'm I'ma always say like um Tony Braxton, Anita Baker and mm-hmm. people like that just because um I couldn't, you know, naturally sing in, in that voice or in that tone. Mm-hmm. Um just acknowledging that I'm trans, you know, and had to, um, you know, transition from one point to a next, it can be complicated, um, you know, having a voice and have your music to be read a certain way. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman um, and, and I want to um, do music um that for that women do or you know and I, I wanted to you know come come across you know a certain type of way so that's um just my voice is is, is comfortable there mm-hmm. um because it, it it's still kind of a, a a lower register but um you know it's still you know a, a woman's thinking about you know her pain or <laughs> you know or you know you know so that's what it is, but no, it that's the reality of what it is, you oh, know? Yes.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh.
0: So, you
3: know, oh. I, I mean, a lot of people um, talk about like 90s music and, you know, stuff like that. Now, I, a lot of the music is. Bragging and you know everybody's getting a bag and you know getting getting flown out and all of that you know what I'm saying I so you know bitches acting like they ain't getting their heart broke no more yeah they <laughs>
0: all- <laughs> <laughs> their version of getting their heart broke is getting cut off via cash app <laughs> <laughs> I can't listen so bugs you wear multiple hats can you please tell us. A little bit about Pink Gorilla and what the movement is about.
2: Um Pink Gorilla Entertainment is, is a lifestyle.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like it's it's the culture, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not a kid and I'm I turned 40 years old this year. I turned 40 years old this year and music is something that i've always wanted to do
4: mm-hmm. you know
2: and and because of life and 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 just life itself and then a lot of the situations that i've been in in life prevented me from actually going the direction and doing the things that i really really wanted to do um i always felt like if i had people around me who would motivate me and would inspire me and would uplift me and would encourage me and show me how to do things and, and and what not to do and what to do. I always felt like that I could have at an early age been very great in 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 doing this. Um so when it was time for when I Got the opportunity to do music. It was like I took it. I took it and I ran with it because it was an opportunity. Um, but it, it never. This whole bug started me coming into this game. It never was about me being an artist. I always had the plan. Like I always knew that this. That this. Rico, Chad, Geo, Trinity, Brendan—all of this
4: mm-hmm. was
2: my bigger plan. Like I used to be when I was locked up, I used to be in there accepting awards at the BET Awards and Grammys. I had record mm-hmm. labels written down what I wanted to do. Like I was doing everything that I wanted to do while I was locked up in my head and in my cells. Like doing living the life that I wanted to live, so it was like I knew that this is what I was gonna do. Mm -hmm. So, Pink Gorilla was just a way for me to just, you know, be there for the community the way I wish somebody could have been there for me. Like, um, it's so much bigger than me, it's so much bigger than all of us. It's about the people that's coming next, you know. I want Pink Gorilla Entertainment to be here 20, 30 years from now. And the youth is like, that's the label I want to be with. I want to be like Bugs. I want to be like Tia. I want to be like Chad. I want to be like Big C. I want to be like all of, that's what it's about for all of us. Like to me, I feel so. Everything that I do is about leaving a, a, a legacy and and showing the the and being an example for the youth to let them see that you can do it because I didn't have that. I could and I my influences are is Jay Z, DMX, Little Kim. Mm-hmm. I should be able to as as a child, you should to be able to look up and see people who are just like you. Right. So that's what Pink Gorilla is. Uh, entertainment is about. It's about creating a culture. Like our slope, our, our model is inspire, motivate, inspire, mm-hmm. and create. So it's all about about motivating people and inspiring them to create the shit that you want to create. Because we all deserve to be heard and seen out here. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yes, yes. So Tia, being the queen of the gorilla Experience, come on now, um, and being a budding artist herself. What do you find are some difficulties that you encounter like getting your footing and starting out? Like you got three really tight singles out right now. You have a really great sound. What are some of the difficulties that you faced on this musical journey?
3: Hmm. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's really been um for me and I don't know it's it's really about like really for me enjoying it and I'm like having fun with it. I don't um, stress too much. Stay stress. That <laughs> right. no, to um, to stress. I don't want to waste the opportunity. Like I've wanted to, I've been musical and wanted to do music, um, you know, all of my life. And now that I have the opportunity to do it. Um, yes I'm you know taking it seriously but I don't like to bother myself with like too much of the business stuff when it comes to me um Mm -hmm. being the artist when it's time for me to do, I just want to like be the artist and have fun and go in the studio and record and you know you know do all of that um you know, I'm really um, getting in, into, you know, how important it is to promote and do all of that stuff because um, all of that stuff is work and, and putting yourself out there. It's it's very vulnerable to, you know, put yourself out there, you know, constantly and be consistent with it, um, you know, but then it's rewarding when you have the people who you know, tell you that they listen to your music and they love the songs and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, that's what it's about to me now. I, when I'm working in other capacities and I need to worry about business, then I'll do that. But when it comes to being an artist, I just want to do that. Yeah, I like
1: that. I want that. That's want to Just So, Um, So we're going to get into some more heavy-hitting topics, Um, a little bit more weight to it. So I want to ask, and this question is for both of you all to answer. So um, do you believe that there's an obligation to fight for and be a representative of the community with your platform as an author? Why or why not?
3: If it. It, I I think that it's absolutely necessary. I think that it's imperative. Um, when you get to a certain point, I think that it becomes our responsibility. Um, mm. to give that you know, so people are watching and and, and looking and want to do all types of things, not just us as artists. And I always say this when I do interviews, but like to people who you know want to do media too. There are people who aspire to do media too um, so, so it all needs to be seen we it's like a big puzzle we all have to um pay our part and especially when we get to a certain point like we you, you ran around you played you the you know you did everything you know I'm not say you did everything you wanted to do in life but yep. you've done a lot and, and a lot of us have a lot of experience that will save um you know the next generation some 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 pain or heartache or whatever or just you know get them some shit to skip over that we had to go through you know
1: yes,
2: mm-hmm. yes. um i don't personally think that well for me mm-hmm. and pink Gorilla entertainment um it's important that we use our platform Mm. for something other than music and getting life um you need to stand for something Mm. and make it known whatever it is i don't know (laughs) but (laughs) you need to be standing for something advocating for somebody you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but i don't think that no artist is obligated to have to use their platform for anything mm-hmm. other than what they want to use it for. I think the, those that do are are special because everybody's not going to do it. And that's why, you know what I'm saying? So I think the people that do do it, it, it's special and, and I, I appreciate artists and creators that use their platform to bring awareness to anything other than what they are doing because it's important it's very I feel like it's very important
1: Mm -hmm. so let me ask you that just let ask y'all um to kind of piggyback off of that thought why do you think audiences get so wrapped up particularly um lgbtq audiences get really really engaged and kind of riled up about artists that don't kind of stand up for the community like those artists artists that we've seen that Kind of come out as being part of the community, and then
2: they kind of just drop it. Um, in our community, we have this thing where we 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 feel the need to be accepted for one, yes. by straight. The same way the blacks feel like they need to be accepted by whites, Talking um, about- and. Uh, 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 So often in our community, we already are conditioned to feel like we ain't shit and don't nobody gotta give a fuck about us. So it's not, I don't, it's not hard for, I can see how a person can be like, oh, my favorite artist says fuck gay people, but they gay and they still rep that artist because they family don't give a most our family don't give a fuck about us but we still call them family and still talk to them and still say i love you when you see them and -hmm. you know that they don't give no fucks about you they just tolerating you so it's kind of like that's i feel like that's why it's so easy for so many of us to still be like oh we love you nikki or we love you um what's that man name who just said yesterday that um Mm-hmm. Todd recall he just said slavery words. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck do you mean slavery words?
4: Yeah,
2: like they shut your stupid <laughs> ass up. Like that <laughs> <phrase>. <laughs> mm-hmm. so much, no, 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 And like no, it no, And then you have these gay artists who defended it, oh, gay people, gay black people who are who would defend that right.
4: because
2: they like him. And it, I, it makes me sad at people be like, really? And I stop fucking with people. Like, one thing about social media with me, you are what you post and what you comment and say. You can't. It's nowhere in hell you can be on social media and be like, fuck, trans, fuck black trans women. I don't give a fuck if they die or not. And think that you can call my phone and be like, yo, what's up, Buzz? Um, can we go hang out? The fuck do you mean my best yeah. friend is trans, bitch? And if you say in this whole social media, then that means you're talking about my best friend. So bitch, mm-hmm. fuck, bitch, people don't think like that. They just be like, oh, they not talking about me, or oh, they didn't say me. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, if they think like that about one person right. because of who they are, they think that way about us all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they it's self, it's not understanding your self-worth and 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 Just that's what I think it is. That's why people don't don't care. Mm. Thank Uh, you for that. Thank
0: thank you. you. Come on. So two more questions and then I promise we're done. Um, how important is it um to you to be unapologetic with your identity in music?
2: That's important. I, that's important to me, and I, one day I hope it will be important about that <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, you, you know what um I'll just say this um visibility um is not always um what it's cracked up to be as far as like safety and stuff, especially for trans women mm-hmm. um to to. You have a lot of creeps and different people who can just um pull the put the hashtag trans in and stuff like that. And you know, um, so i before being an artist, I just recently uh, been saying that she it's came out. really stop. It's really um forced me to face myself like in a different way. Like before I wasn't really um You know, saying, hey, I'm trans and all that. or feel like I had to announce myself, if you know, or something. I didn't feel that it was important to always announce it um, unless it was um, somebody that I'm seeing or dating or, you know, something like that. Just in everyday life and, and functions. I don't feel that people need to know that I'm trans or not. Um, but it is very important to you know be visible so people can recognize you and um, you know connect to that. And we have a lot of different types of you know trans people, and in, and in, in, um, Tia Carter and other people need to be seen because everybody the a trans person might not connect to um, you know the next trans person or even the girls that they see on polls or whatever, they can be like, okay, well, I connect to her. This is my type of trends. You know, we don't have to be one certain way. So mm-hmm. it's, it's important that there are multiple um, representations presented, you know, to the world. So yeah, it's it's important, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that.
0: And we have one last question, please. Take your time. <laughs> Do you believe that there's a glass ceiling with artists in the community and why?
2: A glass ceiling? Mm-hmm. Explain that.
0: So basically, when you have artists that will identify within the community, like for some odd reason, it stays within the community for some odd reason. Like we're told that almost this is the plateau that you can reach and that's it. Right. Okay. Like, we have yet to see besides, even when you bring up somebody like Lil ex he had to reveal his you, sexuality you, you he, can't, can't, like, he didn't start out that way yeah. but that's right. what I'm saying yeah. if he, he would have revealed that at first, he would have never saw the success he saw, so that's yeah. what I mean
2: Um. yes and no okay I feel like it depends on how you look at it.
4: Mm,
2: there you go. Uh, if you feel like you being, I'm not impressed. I don't give a fuck about um nothing. None of these straight people, or none of this straight shit. Like I honestly, I've come to the realization that. As much as I wish my sexuality didn't play a part in who I am and what I do, I can't. I have to be honest.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And it does. The same way I have to be honest that me being Black plays a part in why I can't go and be in certain rooms. The same reason me being gay plays that same part. So I've come to the realization that if I continue feeling like if I don't get on BET awards or if I don't never get on the Oprah Winfrey show that I didn't make it or that I'm not successful, then it could be I could be up for a um a lifetime of, of, of disappointment because just off of my sexuality and my color so i don't I try not to look at my career that way. I try to look at my career as as my career right and i i i I try to appreciate podcasts like this versus podcasts like um state of the culture mm-hmm. because y'all do it for us, and they do it for for them. Right.
1: Sure. And so
2: I feel like we right now, all of us are the culture creators of our community. We are the people who are creating the platforms and the artists and the voices and the visuals that the youth are gonna see and be saying. And we're inspiring all of them. So I feel like as we keep going. Mm-hmm the glass to keep going higher and higher and higher. That's so it's right now, if I'm looking at it like, yeah, of course the glass is, you know, because they don't give a fuck about us. And as long as we keep looking to them and say, come and get us, come and get us, We every time we go to go up, the glass is going to be there and it's going to be preventing us from getting there. I'm so if we talking. all say, you know what? we got to break this glass together and the only way we're going to be able to break the glass is if we all support each other and keep it going and being consistent. So yes. That's my answer for that. Yes,
3: yeah, um, answer. I'm going to say um is there a glass ceiling yes or we shooting AK47 and <laughs> them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing and you know what we already in in, in very small ways or breaking barriers because I noticed that even with, with my music and songs it's a lot of you know even like family members and you know females like people who don't identify as LGBT um you know and, and we've done things you know outside the community and I think the talent will get to a, a point and the bar will be raised so high that people won't have any other choice but to notice and respect. Um, that's what it is. I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I keep my um, TV on Vivo Music Channel, but I know I've been seeing for the last couple of days, the trend, it's a trans rapper. They got a song on and they've been playing the video on Vivo and it's now I I see a lot of lesbian representation now. There's a lot of lesbian music and the girls singing about loving each other and stuff like that. But this was my first time. I even took a little video when we get off. I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about. You probably <laughs> but to, to see that I was like, yo, because I've been telling bugs like I've been watching Vivo and I wanna I'm like I wanna see my video up there, like you know, so to be to- on there.
2: To see,
3: the, <laughs> to see the trans rapper on there like that that really gave me like a bit more of hope, like yeah, they see. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so so when we get in that Pink Gorilla Award show, Listen. you know, the Pink Gorilla charts, all those you things. know, make it all in-house out this month.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have when I say I'm for my community and I'm for the culture, I really am. You have a lot of people out here who say that, but they're only really for themselves and for their friends.
0: That part.
2: I am really I'm I am the culture. I am our culture. And I have so much that I want to do and so much that I have plans. And I, I'm one of the people like if I say I'm gonna do something, if I say I'm gonna make something happen, I'm gonna make it happen. Um mm-hmm. so it's gonna be a lot coming. Like I have a lot. Like I'm the more and more we're growing, the more and more I'm able to rub elbows and shake hands with different people. Um, you know, like I remember a time where I used to be like, and I said this, I told this to um, one of my uh, um um to Sean, Sean um from Flay TV. I was like, um, shout out to I was Sean. Like, yeah, shout out Sean. That's my bro. He he really he's probably the only person in my community that have ever even you know took the time to explain stuff to me and, and give me insight and, and and just you know so I appreciate him. But I told him I was like I wanted a piece. I wanted a a seat at the table so bad up here in New York City and nobody, people paid me and paid me. I don't know if they felt like I didn't belong or I wasn't good enough or whatever it was. And it's so, but I worked my ass off and I didn't give a fuck and I wasn't kissing no ass. I wasn't begging nobody for nothing. I wasn't going to do any of that. And now, look, a couple years later, I'm creating in a whole fucking house for other people to bring tables in and then other people to bring chairs in and sit at them tables. So I don't give a fuck about these people and nobody else out there, y'all shouldn't. People are gonna always doubt you. People are what always, gonna, you're gonna always feel like people are against you or people don't want you to win or, but as long as you feel that way, you get the fuck it. You just continue to do what you wanna do. And don't never allow these people to make you feel like you got to sense of yourself or you gotta or you need them. Because I feel like that's one of the biggest things in our community. People want to feel like you need them.
4: Mm-hmm. And if you're not
2: begging them to be put on something or begging them to be a part of something, they don't, they won't hit you up to be a part of anything because even if they know that you should be. Right. because of everything that you're doing that's just like i like i'm gonna keep it 100 that's just like Moby fest they just had a Moby fest how do you fuck do you have how do you have a Moby fest right now 2021 and not have me up there like as far as new mm-hmm. york city like mm-hmm. how do you not and i know why because i don't you know i never needed you i inspired them to create a showcase because uh, before royalty and bars came, it was crickets up here. Mm-hmm. It was crickets. No, everybody was for themselves. We started cr- creating a community. We started doing shit and including everybody. I was having videos and inviting other rappers to come and be a part of my video and be a part of this and be a part of that. These motherfuckers weren't doing that. They all for themselves. And that's all that they care about. So it's like, fuck them. That's why they stuck. That's why most of these people been doing shit for 10 years and they still right here. And then you got people who come in, two, been in the game for two years and they right here being mentioned together. Right. Charting and shit. Charting and shit. <laughs> I hit I hit these people up like, oh, you a PR. You, got, you get motherfuckers in, in Billboard Pride who ain't even got good music, who ain't even got a song out. I hit you up to be a PR for me to pay you to be a PR and you don't want to do it.
4: <laughs> you don't want to
2: do it because we really don't need, we're not coming to you saying, can you do this for me? I'm coming and hiring you to do something. But they don't want to do it. JG said something in his song, he said, motherfuckers are rather work for the man than to work for me just so they can pretend that they're on the same level as me. And that's how these motherfuckers out here thinking. And that's why we shitting on them. My artist, we don't try. We got we don't chart it five times. Yes. Okay. All right. Five. We awesome.
1: just
2: and, and I just signed. Uh, we just got Trinity K. name. That's <laughs> our newest artist. Like we we doing shit. That, man, ain't nobody thinking about these people. Catch up. They got to play catch up.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So think your brain a little bit further. I got a, got a bonus one for you. What do you think about Pride booking straight hetero at our artists?
2: I got into it with um, Brooklyn Pride and New York City Pride last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Not only is it crazy that they book straight people, it's also crazy that they overlook urban people. And mm. when I say, notice I didn't say Black. Russian right. urban. They don't have no problem with booking black artists who are whitewashed or black artists who are already hot on TV. They don't have no problem with that because it's all about money. I just found out that New York City Pride don't even have a black person um, on the board. It's all white and Spanish people. Get the... That, f- that, like, get like that. The that shit is crazy as hell. hell. That is like, crazy. That's crazy. It's it's crazy how they treat, the way they treat the black creatives it's, 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 it's crazy. They will get and like right now, I tell all, I said like, you if you're an artist and you out there and these people are hitting you up to perform for pride, do not do it for free. Don't Oh, no. do not do it for free unless you just feel like you just want to do it, but they can pay you because if they're willing to pay whoever $15,000 to come and perform for you when they don't need it, when they should be doing it for free mm-hmm. the artists, these straight artists should be coming and performing for free mm-hmm. and they should be taking their money and giving it to the artists that are in the community to mm-hmm. come that need that help like the shit is so crazy and backwards, and that's why I say we need to create our own shit because these people exist. They don't give no fucks. They don't.
0: See so, ya. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you the same question. How do you feel about them booking straight artists? And I'm also gonna add another one into yours. How do you feel about? It's like it's already bad enough that like you just said, it's hard to get urban acts. But for some odd reason. They uh, pride and I, how do I word this properly? Pride loves to kind of handle on the drag scene, but when it comes to actual, actually getting artists uh, artists in the community, let alone artists that might identify as trans, it's slim to none. Exactly. Like, can you explain a little bit of the struggle? Well, I
3: mean, it's really not an excuse now. Maybe um, in years past when they really um, couldn't find. But they could even find them because the artists have been around. But especially now, like the 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 LGBT entertainment scene is like really blowing up. It's artists everywhere. Like people and and, and then the people who w- are within the community um who book in the acts who are connected or whatever, or even if the people are not connected, they still can go online and, and, and find um an artist within the community. So, you know. But we have to just make our voices bigger about the situation. If pride is about us, we are the ones who have to say no. no we want no. to book Bugs Gutter or Tia Carter or Rico Castle, you know, whatever the case may be. So mm. we have to be the ones to make noise about it. Um, people are going to keep on doing stuff for us if we allow it. Mm. That's, mm.
0: that's true. That's very, very that's true.
2: true. <laughs> To I moment. wanna be on the board and I'm gonna uh, somehow I'm gonna figure I'm gonna get up there one day. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> but I wanna be on the board because we need representation. Like that's crazy. And then leadership nowadays, it's time for leadership to change. Like it's time for new leaders to be in put in positions that have new thinking and, 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 and new ways of life. These mm-hmm. like these these old people And I'm forty, but I ain't that sick, I ain't these people (laughs) thinking old. You know what Uh, I'm saying?
4: And this shit
2: be crazy. Like it's it's time for a change all the way around the board and everywhere. And I see shit shifting. You know, but yeah,
1: yeah. Oh gosh. Well, you guys have been awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thank you thank again you. for joining us. Now, before we go, um, here at Who Raised You Hoes, we always end on a mental health tip, but during the Proudful Sounds um segments and events, segment, <laughs> an event, we are asking our artists to give a tip to other LGBT artists in the community. If you could give them one tip, each of you,
3: what would you give to them? Oh, um, my one thing is um, work on your craft, like really work on your art and, and, and know yourself and your art and what works for you. And you know, it, you know, it needs to be something you know all the time. Like Rico sent me a, a a song the other day. I really didn't have a chance to get to it, you know. But when I got to it today, I was able to sit down and record and send it back to him. And I text them after that and I was like, yo, send me something else. Um, because it was, it, 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 it keeps me motivated. It keeps my wheels turning. Um, so just work on your art, you know. I'll let bugs give you the deep stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would say big up yourself. Um, worry about yourself. Hmm. And always celebrate every accomplishment. Yes, love that. Because a lot of times people tend to not even tell people about their accomplishments because they feel like people might feel like it's nothing, Mm -hmm. and. And that's not true. Anything, I don't care what chart you're on. I don't care what blog you posted on. I don't care how many streams you got. Every motherfucking milestone and everything should be celebrated. And you should never feel like, never allow a person to make you feel like what you're doing isn't enough or isn't good enough because it always, no matter who it is and what it is, you, it's all a journey. So it's always good enough for the moment. You just got to you know, level it up. So yeah, those would be that's what I got.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy busy schedule to be here with uh, us. <laughs> and so tell the people where they can find you on all the socials.
2: Um find me bugs Gutter. that's B U G Z G U T T A everywhere. Just type in Bugs Gutter, and all platforms all streaming. pink gorilla entertainment pink is spelled with a y-p-y-n-k gorilla entertainment that's everywhere also yeah
3: um tia carter um facebook just tia carter um she is tia carter c-a-r-t-a um yes across the board everywhere you know streaming it wherever you're streaming (laughs) (laughs) so yeah pink gorilla entertainment you know and um Watch out for Chad and, and Rico Casanas. Oh, oh. Yeah, and um, you know, I, our newest artist Geo, um and Trinity. something special from the Pink River camp. We'll be coming. Okay. <laughs> we got something
2: really special for y'all at the end of
0: Uh, thank you both so much again for taking time out being here with us tune in again next week you guys like, rate,
3: subscribe right?
0: all the good things shout out to the
3: house of Arishi shout
0: out to the house of Arishi
2: all day
1: yes, yes indeed, yes, all of those things and then make sure that all of you all that are listening, slide in the DMs, hit us up, let us know the things that you want to hear talked about, any suggestions all those things we are definitely open to Thank you, Pink Gorilla Entertainment, for being here today. We really, really, really appreciate y'all inspiring and encouraging everybody listening to this podcast to go and listen to this music and share it with someone else because they got really, really good shit over there. Make sure y'all spread that love and get them out here on these charts because they deserve
0: they deserve. And not to mention, their new material is on our Private Sounds created pl- uh, playlist. Oh. So if you guys have not right. checked it out, it is on Apple Music and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay. Inside. With that being said, thank you guys so much once again. And we will see you, you, you all next
4: week. Peace all out. All. Right. <laughs>